0: Yeah, I don't like. It works, I guess. You said it on one podcast in August to go back to Mexico. So, um.
1: okay. Look, first of all, let's give some context there. <laughs> <laughs> let's give some context there. Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Des, here with you, and our ALCS coverage is presented to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. And just here here we are, Des. A couple of days have gone by since our last episode. The Astros win three straight in Arlington with Jose Altuve doing Jose Altuve things in game five. Um, There was a little bit of chippiness with Adoles Garcia and Marty Maldonado, which we'll get to. But first, um, I'm in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and you're – where are you right now?
0: We're an undisclosed location, uh, other so country. Knock you. Yeah, yeah. We uh, okay. We're uh, in this country, we're I think now six and zero. Oh. Okay. Six and zero oh <laughs> since the last playoffs. Um, yeah. I don't like it works. I guess you said it on one podcast in August to go back to Mexico. So. Um,
1: okay, look, first of all, let's <laughs> give some context there. <laughs> let's give some context
0: there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we go. We send Dez to Cancun to win playoff games. And, we, um, we do. Wow, I just like, look, down 2 I left Minute Park, and, and I told you guys, I've never felt yeah. more confident leaving that stadium because I felt like we beat ourselves. You tipped your cap game one. Game two, you, you kind of let like get away. But this team has won before, and they've shown time and time and time again that they will go on the road and win, and they will score, especially in Arlington. And so um, you saw that, and you saw playoff hobby, Uh You saw a bullpen in a, I guess, now bullpen game after the Akiti start. And then you yeah. saw Justin Verlander in the bullpen do things um, that we've seen all season. And I, I think – it's a testament to this team, this organization, that locker room, that clubhouse, that coaching staff to be able to bear down and just go to work, knowing you're down 0-2 and just take one game at a time. And now all of a sudden, the pressure's on Arlington. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. They've blown a 2-0 lead. And so um, it's crazy. Uh, it's We'll jump into game five, but the games three and four, you you had to win to even get to game five. And it started yeah. with playoff hobby.
1: Yeah, and and I think there are so many different – little integral parts of each game that enabled certain things to happen. Like, let's take um, Jose Arquiti's start. He didn't pitch what? Well, um, he didn't pitch like you wanted, right? Um, didn't give you the innings you wanted, I should say. But then you pass the baton or you pass the baseball to Hunter Brown. And Hunter Brown pitched his ass off. Phil Maton comes in after him, pitches his ass off. And what those Brian guys
0: pitch one pitch,
1: double play. Boom. He gets the win. And he gets credited for the win in that, but it's, it's things like that that enable you hold the line for your team as a bullpen. And then you let the offense go to work. And then you saw the offensive explosion in that game. Uh, you saw it, in, you know, you saw it pretty much up until game five, where we were coming into this thinking, okay, there's, it's, it's Verlander versus Jordan Montgomery. Again, there's no way Jordan Montgomery is going to be able to do what he did in game one. And, for the most part, he pitched pretty damn well. And Justin Verlander also pitched well, except for, you know, that inning where he got he got into trouble and then the big Adoles Garcia home run where – did you see his pimp job? I mean, dude, dude, I loved he, it. I did too. I, I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. In a big moment, we can't sit – my whole thing is we can't sit here and say Jose Bautista, what he did against the Rangers uh, like years ago, and where he pimped it and threw the bat up, like one of the best bat flips of all time. We can't applaud that and then shit on Adoles Garcia just because he's a Texas Ranger. I mean, we can because fuck the Rangers. But as far as what he did from a baseball player standpoint, I loved every, I loved it, dude. It's a big moment, huge part of the game. And it's off of Justin Verlander. Like, it was was electric. But what he does next at bat where Brian Abreu hits him, and again, we'll, we'll dig into that, but... He did some things that you just cannot do in baseball. You cannot let your emotions get the best of you and you cannot get chest to chest with with Martín Maldonado thinking you got hit on purpose in a two run game in the eighth inning in the ALCS. You've got to be smarter than that. Right. So that yeah. there's also little intricate things that have happened that happened after that. But I guess, you know, before we, like, really dig into that thing, because I know me and you, like, are usually on the same page when it comes to in-game stuff. I just, like, w- what did you think about the bat flip – or not the bat flip, but the pimp job that he had um, and then where it led into what we saw with him, Brian Abreu, and Martín Maldonado?
0: I, we For three years now, we've said, if you don't want someone to bat flip on you, throw a better pitch. And, yeah. look, JV was pissed off about that one pitch. He knew it came over the plate. Garcia put a hell of a swing – Big moment. They go up. They take the lead. Game five. They have momentum now. That place goes crazy. That's what makes baseball so freaking great. Uh, yeah. I have no problem with it. I have, uh, Justin Verlander afterwards is like, no one in the dugout thought it was in, like, we had no problem with that pimp job. And so, in that moment, I was just like, as a fan, I was just like, shit, this sucks. Like, yeah. this game kind of feels over right now. I, I know yep. you had nine outs to play with, but it was a huge – huge punch to the gut and to see this team get off the canvas make the 10 count and go back to work is incredible um because Garcia's been a thorn in our side for s- since he's been a ranger like he yeah. he always comes up with big hits big home runs I think I tweeted I was like we we were talking I was just like I think everyone knew that was gonna be a home run like yeah. if, if it was either gonna be a strikeout or a ball sent to the red river and yeah. so um uh also the to leading up to the dust up that it's been a whole year in the making it, it's been chippy from the from the get go from yeah. from the offseason with the rangers taking shots at the astros the astros coming off winning the world series uh the rangers spending all that money it just started then and in in the games and it's if you haven't been watching astros rangers it's legitimately turned into a rivalry this year for the first time ever because both teams are actually good finally at the same same time and so it's been it's been a little chippy all season it just was the boiling point of the eighth inning of game five of the ALCS
1: yeah and and like I said you just can't you just can't do that though because Garcia got ejected Brian Abreu got ejected Dusty Baker got ejected you can say that you know Dusty Baker's cool calm collected in big moments and, and there's been criticism against him like hey in the middle of the season whoa why is Dusty not protecting his guys why is he not running out there Dusty doesn't get tossed very much in his career. That's not his M.O. He had a a very, very big reason to get ejected in that game last night as we record this on Saturday, and they played Friday night. You argue that a thousand times because those umpires came together and and decided that there was intent behind Brian O'Brady's fastball. Did he do it on purpose? I don't think in that moment— he was trying to do that. Now, the optics look a little different because of all the beef that's been going on, plus the last time that uh, Marcus Simeon and Adolis Garcia got into it with Marty Maldonado at Minute Maid Park and the pimp job and so forth and so on. I just don't think in a 4-2 to game in, in, the the, ALCS. in the ALCS, in the eighth inning against the Houston Astros that... That that's, or or against the Texas Rangers that Brian Abreu is going to hit him. That's just dumb. You don't do that with no outs, with no outs,
0: with no outs, no outs. And, uh, and you
1: just you 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 just gave up the bomb a couple innings prior. <clears throat> you know the momentum is on their side. You're not doing that on purpose. And Adolfo Garcia, what are you doing, bro? What 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 are you thinking in that moment? Like you you really honestly thought there was intent behind that?
0: Well, also. With the dust up and the fallout of that, you had your closer on the bench on ice. Eleven
1: minute, 11 minute delay just to try to figure out what was going on what with happened? the ejections, and then the inning had to finish. You had to let Ryan Presley come in, and when when that First happens, Ryan out. Presley gets as much time as he wants. So you got eleven yep. minutes plus the plus the inning, and Leclerc was on the bench the entire time, not throwing.
0: So shout out, shout out our guy, Kyle Tucker, friend of the program. If he doesn't get that double off Chapman to force Chapman out, yeah. LeClerc's still in the bullpen doing his routine. Right, LeClerc had to come in, get the last out in the eighth, the top of the eighth, and then had to yeah. go sit down on the bench. And then everything. And so it's all these little things. And then after the all that things, dust up.
1: The little things in baseball, right, that we've talked about on this podcast before. The game inside of the game. The little itty-bitty things that people don't notice. That that literally win or lose you ball games.
0: Okay, so now now we'll go to runners on the corners. Excuse me. First and second. Yeah. No, no, no. It whatever it was. was. Infield in, Abreu's on first, line rocket right at him. He yeah. gets a short pick, throws it over to second, gets yeah. the lead runner, keeps the guy at third. So it was runners runners on the corners. Yeah. Um Huge play. Mancini moment, actually. Yeah. Uh, little things. He makes that play. That ball gets through. They get a run. The game's probably Astros chopped.
1: Astros lose. Astros lose that game.
0: Astros lose. Now we fast forward to the ninth. Yonir Diaz pinch hitting for Jeremy Pena. Yeah. Base knock. Hasn't, hasn't seen a knock. Hasn't seen that. He has maybe six at-bats in the last two months. Yeah. Right through the five hole. Boom, ball finds and you know what he's gonna see a damn beach ball now Matt. he's got his first playoff hit under because he was pressing he was he was pressing right. he was taking swings out of the, out of the zone he looked uh, like a rookie. He,
1: look, he looked like a rookie that has no postseason experience just up there swinging yeah. at anything and everything no plate discipline expanding the zone he just did not look good
0: john John singleton comes up and, and I have a I have a text uh from one of my buddies he's in the in the Cleveland organization he sent this to me on august 8th about singleton he goes that's what singleton does in that moment i guess august 8th he got a he got a big walk
1: he yeah, doesn't he hit for
0: average he doesn't hit for average but that fucker man he'll walk more than anyone i've ever played against and i go tough out question mark he goes lol dude he works the count like a mf There's swing and miss there but there's no chase at all and yeah. that's a player that plays played against singleton regularly and he texts me when that happened during that walk and he was like I told you in August. I told you yeah. in August. And so um, off the bench cold, hasn't really had any at-bats. No. And draws none. a walk against their closer. And yeah. he's spitting on change-ups down, letting the two-seam run away from him. One of the greatest greatest at-bats that will never go down as an official at-bat because it was a walk. Like Yeah. John Singleton, he's a dude. He's a yeah. dude. He- he goes, he comes off the
1: bench in a pinch hit roll, has not had a postseason at bat. I don't even remember the last time he had an at bat. He did not. We all know his story. But as far as what he did with the Houston Astros this season, outside of those two bombs, he did not hit well. For him to come into this situation, and he goes down or he goes up in the count 3-0. And then the clerk paints yeah. an outside fastball, paints another outside fastball. And then so many other hitters in that moment are looking for another fastball and Leclerc goes change up down guys are going to swing tunnel. through that same tunnel same, right
0: same tunnel is yeah.
1: Looks exactly like Spits a fastball and just dives out and from the left-handed side le- a lot of lefties are swinging through that cuz they're anxious they're, they're 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 trying to be the hero in that situation no john singleton works that walk cuz cuz think about it Dez. yaniers on if if uh john singleton rolls over could be a double play you know, so many different things can happen. Momentum's back on the clerk oh, yeah. and the Rangers side, but he works the count, no outs, and then you leave. You, you bring up <laughs> one of the best postseason hitters in the, the history best. of baseball. The and best
0: postseason hitter, I will say it. The
1: the you look at his numbers and where they rank. We talked about it the other day uh, off camera about where his numbers rack, rack up against Manny Ramirez. A lot of the Yankees, like Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, like like some of those numbers are just stupid. And I'll say it again, and I've said this before, and, I, and I'll say it again. Jose Altuve is the greatest Astro of all time. And that's no disrespect okay. to Nolan Ryan. That's no disrespect to, to Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio, and the rest of them. He is the greatest Houston Astro of all time. And he comes up in that count, or in that at-bat, and does what pretty much I think we all knew was coming. Like, he was going to do something, and I think I saw a quote from Jose Abreu after the game where he, he, told, he told Jose Altuve, greatness is going to find you because that's the type of player that he is. And, and he does it again, man. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe Jose Altuve. And when he hits it, no pimp job, no bad flip takes off run and gets around the bases. And did you see what he did after that? He gets in the dugout and the first person he goes to is John Singleton.
0: Singleton, Singleton.
1: That's that's leadership, man. That's that's yeah. what you want as your team captain. He doesn't that's, talk that's a lot. Torture. Right. And and then after the game, there's another quote from him where he's talking about Yonier's at-bats and John's at-bat, John Singleton's at-bat. He's not even talking about the home run because all he ever does is talk about his team. The team. It's never about Jose Altuve. It's always about the team. That's a leader. That's what you want as your captain.
0: I think the the really, really cool thing out of these seven and continued years of this golden age is that there's gonna be generations of our generation, the next generation, the little kid generation, all all the, the baby generation, all these different generations will be wearing twenty seven forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how the millennials wear seven and five 27 is going to be worn forever in the city of Houston. Yep. And it's never going to be worn by an Astro ever again. Nope. Because the moment he retires that Jersey's retired. And I, I just, every time you think you're, you're wrapping up the end of this fairy tale, he writes a new chapter in this book, Yeah. no matter what. And, and it's going to keep going. It's going to continue to go. and, in that moment, you you never want to expect a baseball player to do something because baseball is so damn hard and it's a game of failure. But when he digs in, you expect something great to happen. And earlier in the game, he he tried to try to got he got a little cute, tried to do a little bunt, try to, and, and try to bunt. And yeah, he just got cute. Bad at bat, he'll he'll probably say that. Uh, his next at bat I was like he's going to make up for it. Jose L2 is going to find a way to make up for that. I mean, it was a little, it was cute. All right. If he gets that button down, he probably looks good because Tucker scores because uh, Josh Young is playing back. But it didn't. It was an out. His next at bat, he hits a top spin liner straight to Carter. And I think and I think this is what kind of messed with Carter because Carter had a good beeline to rob it. And, and I, for a split second, I thought he did get it. That previous bat, if you go kind of in the same exact spot, it was a top spin. Mm-hmm. Would have been a double if it got over Carter's head, but Carter caught on the wall. I think Carter may have thought it was another top spin where he didn't time his jump as well as he should have. Um, and But the guy just makes up for whatever mistake that happens and swings himself into a chance to win, only win one game in Houston and to go to another World Series. It's remarkable. It's, it is truly, I'm out of words when you talk about Jose Altuve.
1: Do you realize that there are Astros fans right now that are watching this run that know nothing but success for the Houston Astros. Like, think about it. There are 22-year-olds that are Astros fans that seven years ago, they were 15 years old, and they started watching the Houston Astros be oh, successful. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy with, to think it, about.
0: They're kids in middle school they are now in college that all they've known is winning. Like, That's it. These guys are menaces. They're going to be menaces forever. Yeah. Can you imagine if, if we were that age and they, the Astros were just winning like this? It, it'd, no, be, it'd be terrible. It'd be terrible yeah, for I, society. Like I, I,
1: I also remember going to games when they were losing 100-plus games and Jose Altuvia was on the team, and I was sitting front row and I was paying 10 bucks a ticket. And I was buying dollar hot dogs and dollar sodas because they ran that promotion like every day just to try to fill the stands, and it wasn't even close to it. And now what we've grown accustomed to is literally World Series or busts. Like we we have grown accustomed to expecting this team, whether it's um, inconsistent lineups, injuries upon injuries, everything else that's been made about this season, and they are a game away from the World Series, and yet I think we even even with like you and I making jokes to each other in our in our group text about get the golf clubs ready, I think we all still. Kind of expected them to get to the ALCS and and have a chance to get to the World Series. When they go down 0-2, you think about this too, Dez. They go down 0-2 and they go into Arlington and the Rangers felt the pressure. The Astros didn't feel the pressure. Yeah. They knew, they knew Houston was coming in. They own Houston owns Globe Life Field. They ought to change it to Minute Maid North because Maid the Minute Astros North. own the Astros own that ballpark. Jose Altuve owns that ballpark. You might as well change it to Globe Life Field at Jose Altuve Boulevard because he owns that park. They felt the pressure when Houston went in there, not the Astros. I,
0: I do feel like whatever is in center field for in, in Minute Maid North, just put it in Minute Maid Park next year.
1: Yes, like please.
0: <laughs> because we just hit there. And, yeah. and not only do we we hit there – Everyone hits there Uh, for games three, four, and five. I mean, this is the offense and this was the ashes we expected all season. Right. No.
1: Yes. This is, this is the lineup. The way that this lineup is now and the way that it performs. And shout out to Mauricio Dubon, Chaz McCormick, Yannir. The the guys that, the guys that really had, had really good seasons. And they're still adding in big time at bats now uh, for this team. Like shout out to those guys because there were times where your stars weren't performing and this lineup just gets deeper and deeper with when, when guys like Dubon and Chaz and Jose Abreu started to elevate his play and things like that. That's what gets you there um, to, well, to the playoffs uh, or I'm sorry, to the, to the world series.
0: I, I just, I also think there's in this sport that we play. And if you've ever played it, there's ego and there's ego and everything. This yeah. team just checks the ego at the door. Jeremy Pena won the World Series MVP last year in the ALCS MVP, and it was pinch hit for in Game Five. He's on the front front of the front of the dugout, banging on the top, talking like being a boy, like being guys, being yeah. dudes. You yeah. have Justin Verlander who has been painted as this villain of being a bad teammate. He looked like a damn little kid running out there when Altuve hit the home run. Yeah, that- you have Lance McCullers Jr. who hasn't played all year being injured, being the first one to bag Maldi like, sprint speed 30 feet per second, and John yeah. Singleton right behind him. Like this team is able to just check ego at the door and and just compete and let the culture of winning keep going. And this is people don't understand this. And no. we say it time and time again that when when you think the Ashos are dead or buried in the media. They just rally. They rally the rag- wagons around each other, and they go win.
1: Yeah, and, and for a team that you see celebration, you see you know excitement and things like that. But for the most part, they're a pretty even keel, right? Business as usual. They expect to to win ALCSs and get to World Series appearances and win divisions and things like that. And you saw a team last night that went absolutely nuts in the dugout when Altuve hit that home run. Justin Verlander hopping over to jump around. I think I saw Troy Snitker and another uh, assistant coach chest bump each other. You got dudes in there going nuts. Maldonado's out there pounding his chest. like That's how you know this team um, is is about that moment because that celebration is something you don't see very often. And you know who you thank on that one? You thank Adoles Garcia. And Martin Maldonado, I tweeted it out last night. You I said, I watched it, it on the, yeah, the post-game post show. He said the worst thing he could have done was wake up the Houston Astros, and that's what he did. So shout out to Dolph Garcia. He's the Game Five MVP. Thanks, thanks, guy. Thanks. And again, one more thing before we get to wrap up, and I know we've got some uh, some uh, people we got to thank for this episode. But uh, um, you talked about the the checking the ego at the door, and we talk about culture, and we talk about winning winning uh, traditions and things like that. It's a testament to the organization, it's a testament to the guys in the clubhouse. It's a testament to um, coaches, analytics, putting the grind in day-to-day. Dusty Baker, uh, Joe Spot, and the rest, right? But it's also a testament to back in, 20, before 2015, to Jeff Luno. Like, you have to give 100%. Jeff Luno props for creating this. And obviously, we had, um, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank? GM last year. Holy James cow. Click. James Click. Obviously, he did his thing. Daniel Brown is doing his things now. But you go back to when this run started and how the draft picks started to come together, the farm system um, was starting to get better and better. It all goes back to Jeff Luno for me. And and this is what he created, really. And that's my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it, but he built this thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jeff, come on pod. I've I've said it a lot. Come on pod. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it honestly feels just like a four by one race. Just get it to the next guy. And whether that's a GM, whether that's an RD, whether that's in the lineup, whether that's yeah. you're the 26th man. And we're not even we haven't even talked about it and we'll wrap up. But Ryan Presley had to go get six outs. Even after the home run, he had to go out and get three more outs. And all of a sudden, it was first and second, no outs. And we've said it time and time again on here for the last three years. And if you play this sport, it's an ongoing thing. The baseball will find you when you get thrown into a game. And what does it do? A line drive right at Gray Kessinger coming in to play yeah. shortstop. Fucking yeah. little snag me jump man. They keep it right there. Yeah. And the best thing about it, if you go back and watch this, he turns around, he kind of gathers himself, because obviously that's a big moment. Ball pretty hard hit. It kind of looks like it took his glove off a little bit. He turns back around to Presley and gives him, gives him one of these and said, hey, Let's fucking go. Let's, not like go, uh, not yeah. like a pump. Not like a pump. Let's fucking go. But it was like, hey, yeah. let's fucking go. Like, let's bear down. Let's finish this game. Yeah, And man, that just fires me up because it's, it's baseball. Will, the baseball will always find you no matter yeah. what. And so It'll, it um, always does,
1: man. It's crazy. This game is crazy like that. It's crazy. It, it's, yeah, I, I just <laughs> the, the, the way that that game, the way that that game went last night. For for me as an Astros fan, I'm gonna take my my broadcasting hat and radio and and our podcast hat off real quick, and I'm just gonna be an Astros fan. That might be one of the most satisfying wins I think I've seen as as a fan in a long time. Yes, the the, the go ahead or the the walk off home run by Jose Altuve off Chapman was one of them. The sweep of the Yankees last year, but the way that this this Ranger team has talked shit in the preseason, how their fan base is is some of the softest people on the planet and how they talk shit and run their mouth and Adolis Garcia trying to fire people up and get in Maldonado's face. That might last night might've been one of the most satisfying wins. I think I've seen as a fan or at least in a long time.
0: I need, I need one more win to lock this in in my Mount Rushmore games. I just need one more. I just need one more just to lock this game in. But I mean, we didn't even talk about Breggs Breggs getting on Montgomery. Yeah. It, yeah. it like getting us out in front early like yeah with a um, solo blast yeah that's another it's man. all
1: these little it's the it's the game inside of the game man and all the little things that that equals so many different wins and it's been in pretty much every game like we hit on earlier but um let's get a real quick preview into game six back at minimum park from on the mound but before we get to that des i know we got to talk about zing zang and, and a couple others
0: yeah, Zing zang. we're Zang responsibly. If you've been watching on our YouTube channel, uh, the boys have been uh, live streaming the games. I think we're now um, 8-0 on stream um, going back to last year. So I think we're going to continue that uh, that little streak. They've been Zanging responsibly. They're blazing yeah. Bloody Mary mix pre-made with vodka. Uh, so shout-out to Zing Zang. Shout-out to Big City Wings, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint, their family. Obviously, if you've been following us at Apollo, you know that we're big fans of Big City Wings. They've always taken care of us. They always take care of all the community members of Apollo. Uh, look at BigCityWings.com to find one near you. Tell them Apollo sent you. And Celebrity Mint, um, I've been able to spend a lot of time with, with Kenny and Matthew Duncan. Um, big things are coming. Obviously, they just had the launch with uh, Ric Flair at Comic-Con. They have other things lined up with Tyson and Jake Paul and some other athletes that they're about to go live with here soon that I'm really pumped to announce. But um, go follow them at Celebrity Mint. They're great people. Um, and, and none of this happens without our sponsors. So shout out to all of them and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Academy Sports and Outdoors.
1: Let's look ahead to game six. Fromber Valdez on the mound. They're back at Minute Maid Park. Nathan Uvalde is going to be going for the Rangers. I'll just say first, I think uh, Fromber Valdez rights all the wrongs from his poor outing so far this postseason. He throw he tosses seven strong. They beat the Rangers and they go back to the World Series. Game six. That place is gonna be rocking.
0: Place is gonna be rocking. Yeah. I wish I was there. God damn. Um, Where are you again? Cancun, Cancun ah, okay. does. Yeah. Um, what framber? Like it's it's. I hate saying it, but what framber are you gonna get? And if you get good framber. The series is rap. You get bad, Framber, you're going to be able to be in a shootout. And I'm leaning more to um, having seen the good Framber like you. I see a six inning performance, and, you know, we're like, all right, he's back, but he's got to show it to me. Like, he he really does. uh, He's got to establish his sinker down. Uh, I was talking with. like I said on the last episode someone well respected and when he's not throwing that sinker down for strikes, he spit on everything down and they just look look for pitches up in the zone. And you can't let this Rangers offense key in on one thing. When you make this offense for the Rangers uncomfortable, that's when the strikeouts happen, that's when they start getting out of the zone. You I mean, we saw it with Verlander early, a lot of first pitch swings, a lot of infield pop-ups a lot of swinging outside of the zone, getting them out of their approach. When you get them looking for one location and when that's up, that's when there's damage. And so Framberg really needs to establish that sinker down, not so being worried about throwing 98, throw 94, throw 95, and let your off-speed play off that. You get that, and we're, we're celebrating on Main Street tomorrow night.
1: I think it happens. I think it happens. I think uh, I think he pitches well. I think we'll see good Framberg on Sunday night. Let's hope so. We need it. You know what? If not, then um
0: short leash, Javier. short
1: leash in Game Six for Fromber, and then let JP France roll.
0: I'm ready. Yeah, I think I think Hunter and JP are are hot early. Like, yeah, we're not we're not messing around tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. you don't, don't, don't let it get to a I don't game. Want, seven. I don't
0: want to see Javier. I don't want to see Javier pitch the series. No. The next time we see Javier pitch is in the Fall Classic, so yeah, do your job for Amber. Like you've been yeah. here before. He legitimately should have been the World Series MVP last year with the two wins and the way he pitch. It's yeah. not a big moment uh, in the sense of he's been here before, just like all these other Astros. Uh, I'm pumped. I'm ready. This is this is why you play the game, and you're one win away from another World Series.
1: I'm pumped. Let's go. I'm telling you, man oh my god
0: if and when we'll, we'll talk, yeah. yeah we'll talk we'll if, talk about yeah. it we'll talk about it we'll talk about it
1: yeah yeah we'll, we'll uh we'll save it all right that's gonna yeah, do we'll it save. for for another edition of beyond the diamond podcast our alcs coverage is presented to you by Academy sports and outdoors I'm Brian Lima he is Apollo des des you got anything before we get out of here Josh take us take out. out
0: yeah Josh, Josh take, take us, take us take out Josh take us out producer Josh Oh, not that,
1: no, oh, I, don't, I don't think it's. Nope. Let me see if I can mimic Josh. Let's see. That's going to do it for Beyond the Diamond. I am Josh. He is Dez. And that's Brian. And thanks for listening and watching. Okay,
0: bye. Like, subscribe. Like, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs>
1: Straight bullet. He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs>
0: that, that, that was not even a ricochet shot. That was a clean kill. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs>